1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: What's going on? And welcome into the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. It's Wednesday, November 6th, and the Pelicans are back home for... Unfortunately, just one game as they'll head back on the road after Friday's game against the Raptors. I'm Daniel Salerson, and joining me today is Caroline Gonzalez for the first time this season. She makes her debut on the Pelicans podcast. How are you, my friend?
0: I'm good. I mean, sheesh, you play college basketball, you win a few conference championships, you think every once in a while I'd be featured on the podcast, but I guess I haven't done enough. You know, I'm not Swin Cash or anything, but...
2: <laughs> I mean, I won a rec basketball championship when I was 12, so clearly I have more experience and more knowledge of the game than you clearly. based on that championship. Did you ever win championships?
0: Uh, yeah, conference championships. I have four rings. They're sitting on my bedroom dresser. They have some dust on them. You
2: just leave them out like that? Yeah. Why not? Heck
0: yeah, because it's like my only pride point.
2: (laughs) Are they very similar to NBA championship rings? Yeah, they
0: are the exact same. A lot of diamonds and very heavy. Don't fit my fingers, probably because I lost a lot of weight since then. But, you know, it's fine.
2: And you just leave them out? Yeah. Just... Four for Diamond fan, Rings. For the fans. For the fans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Daniel, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but before we get into things, my first impression of you, before I even knew who you were, I didn't know your name, I didn't know anything, but this was my first impression of all of the Pelicans beat writers. Um, it was a media basketball game. We had the media basketball game my second day – no, this my second week of working here. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, she played college basketball. She's going to be great. But little did anyone ask, I was coming off of uh, – a. Three hernia- no, two herniated discs and uh, torn or pulled lumbar muscles. So I was coming off of eight months of not touching a basketball and everyone was like, oh, she plays college basketball. She's gonna be great. And that was my first time touching a basketball since playing college basketball. So um, but anyway, back into my impression of you, you chucked up a three-pointer, and it was the most horrific shot <laughs> that I've ever seen in my life. But and what I happened? Was like, I was, <laughs> exactly. I was like, no chance that goes in. That was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it went in like four times. And I was like, what is happening? But my prediction on all of the other beat writers was absolutely correct. Scott Kushner could not do a dang thing. He had the windmill arms. Fletcher was an absolute klutz. Uh, will Guillory was pretty good, but oh man, my first impression of you was just terrible. <laughs> so
2: you judged me on my appearance on Absolutely. how I could play the game of basketball. You know,
0: in along came Polly when he's like, "Let it rain," and he yeah. like has the shot behind his head. That is your shot, and it is hilarious.
2: Okay, my shot is from the side, <laughs> by the way. It is really ugly, and I will admit that.
0: Worse but if you so ask long.
2: anyone, a decent amount of them go in.
0: Yeah, they really do, and that's impressive. It's impressive.
2: It's one of those where. My teammates see me shooting. They go, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's
0: like Sean Marion. It's like, what are you doing? Okay, it went in.
2: Okay, so fair enough. I'm glad that uh, you thought that I was going to be a terrible basketball player, and I turned out to be a mediocre basketball player. Now you're my
0: boss, so I have to say nice things. I was about
2: to say, I was like, you have to (laughs) be careful where you're going with this, just from this mic can be cut off very easily. (laughs) But Caroline will be on a lot throughout the season, of course, with her duties with the Saints and that podcast, you know, trying to find the balance there, making sure that, you know she has some time to, to focus in on the New Orleans Saints but of course you hear her on the radio for the Pelicans she is the studio host during away games and sideline reporter during home games and also she hosts the pregame show on television during those home games so if you see her up there make sure you say hello but Caroline obviously you're in studio for these two away games and unfortunately just not how the Pelicans predicted this road trip would go and I think there. are Very similar in ways as far as the starts to these games. And after that, you play catch-up and unfortunately too little too late.
0: I think it's just low energy. And, and, you know, a lot of times when we would have low energy, from what I remember in college, it's just – You have to have someone who can come in and pick you up and who's going to be that obnoxious person, even though you are tired and you don't want to be there that says, hey, guys, let's go. And it's just super obnoxious and it's clapping at every second, kind of like Joe Boylan is for as a coach. But you need a player who's going to do that and be that annoying person to kind of light a fire under everyone and say, hey, like. We all need to be excited to be here. I'm going to be annoying, but like you guys, we have to have some energy and we have to bring it. You have to have that in shoot-around. You have to have that pregame. You have to have that in practice. You just need that spark of energy on your team, and right now they just don't have that. And I think that they're finding their energy is low in the beginning of, of games, and I think it's just carrying throughout the entire game, unfortunately. And I
2: think that will come with chemistry and yes. them getting a feel for one another because I think it's still just more of a trying to – I guess scan things out from an execution standpoint but I think once that gets going I think that's where you'll see them be a little bit more comfortable playing that's not the end all be all excuse but it's just more of a you know you have nine new guys that think it's not going to just click like that overnight yeah. and even with practices it's so much different during a game because during practice you're working on stuff that you're already familiar with as far as drills and things like that but when you get to a game mm-hmm. you have an opponent that doesn't know what you're doing or it's scattered out what you all are doing and so it's just more of a Kind of turning things over from practice into into a game,
0: and I, I think there are a lot of components that add to that. And you know, it's it's the beginning of the season, and I know people have heard it a lot. You know, it's going to take time, and like Antonio Daniel said on Monday, it's fans don't want to hear that, but it's going to take time, and you have a lot of factors. You have a lot of young guys. And NBA speed is different than college speed. You're going against a Russell Westbrook. You're going against a Kyrie Irving. And there is no one like that in college. It doesn't matter how good they are. There is just no one who is going to compare to these elite players um, at that level. And you have a lot faster players in general. So uh, moving on defense, getting to your positions earlier, getting to your spots, closing out, that is all different and it is a different speed. So these young guys are still adjusting to that. Excuse me. And you have just everyone's chemistry that's still adjusting and then you have Brandon Ingram who's willing to put the team on his back offensively but defensively who's going to step up and do that so as Christian uh will talk about later in the podcast uh, I think I think defense is something that the Pelicans are struggling with right now but it's going to take time and and like you said it's it's not something that fans want to hear but it's going to take time and you're uh, unfortunately injury plagued right now um and that's not an excuse but that's that's just the case, and I, I think it's still going to be good basketball, and I think the Pelicans desperately need to get a W under them, but it's, again, going to take time.
2: And he mentioned Christian. Christian Clark will join us in just a few moments. He is a new beat writer for uh, NOLA.com. Time's pick unit advocate. He's, he joins us from Denver, Colorado. He made the move just a few days ago, and he'll be starting to cover practice with today's, leading up the Friday's game against Toronto Raptors and – there is something in common with between Christian and Caroline, because Caroline knows everyone under the sun, that you all both went to high school
0: together. Never, Yeah, never met a stranger. Uh, it, I unfortunately have my dad's gene when it comes to that. My parents networked a lot when I was younger, and so that taught me to speak to literally everyone I come in contact with. So uh, yeah, we went to high school together, and he doesn't really, I don't think, remember much about me. I mean, we saw each other and stuff like that, but I went to a, a high school with, I think, 500 kids uh, in my graduating class alone. So. So it was a lot of people at that school. We would both play basketball, so we remember each other. But uh, we kind of ran in different crowds. I was nerdy. He was uh, nerdy, but he was older than me. So, um, yeah, but happy to have Christian here. It's not too often that you have someone that <clears throat> you're excited about going and experiencing. Uh, it's not too often that you have someone that you're willing to spend time with that you went to high school with. Because I hated myself in high school. So. Wow. <laughs> Just being honest here. All right.
2: And on that note, joining us now is Christian Clark. As I mentioned, he is a new beat writer covering the Pelicans for the Times-Picayune and Advocate. And Christian comes to us from Denver, Colorado. Uh, Christian, you told me before we started this podcast that it was an 18-hour drive within two days. So I'm glad you survived a, a daunting road trip there all by yourself.
1: Yeah, I actually uh, left Denver. It was uh, mid-snowstorm. It's 8 degrees when I left, so I was pretty happy to get out of there.
2: And now you're enjoying 75 degree weather. It's not supposed to last, but um, how, how many times have you been to New Orleans? Is this your first time here? As far as you probably maybe have visited, but as far as uh, I know you're here now for good, but how many times have you been to the Crescent City?
1: Yeah, I, I had uh, come here a couple of times. Uh, my, my parents live in the Dallas, Worth area, and uh, they used to come here all the time, especially before they had kids. And they, uh, they took me and my sister here a couple of times. I've been here like one time as as an adult with drinking age. I think I was like 21 or 22. So I got, you know, a little a little taste of like the nightlife scene and all that. But um yeah, I had a little familiarity and you know, it's funny uh me and my girlfriend had always talked about like well, if we had ever do New Orleans, we would definitely live there. I mean, it was it was on the the list of desirable cities. So when I Came up, I was like, Yep, yeah,
2: I'll do that. <laughs> and here you are. We're going to get to that in, in just a few moments. But since you said Dallas Fort Worth area, I figured I'd have to bring in my co host here, Caroline Gonzalez, who ironically you two went to high school together. So um, I'm expecting at least a, one embarrassing story, <laughs> if not just more of an overview <laughs> of um, your overall thoughts on Caroline here. Well,
1: I think it's first of all, it's kind of cruel to make people relive high school. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think that's very cool, you know. I'm just kidding, man. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we went to just uh, a high school in the Dallas-Fort Worth burbs. There's, like, 10 million of them. I don't know
0: exactly. if I had
1: that unique of experience. <laughs>
0: It's so hard to explain kind of like where we came from because DFW is such a big metroplex. And when you came here, when I came here for college, it's like everybody knows everybody. And in Dallas, like you can go 10 minutes up the road and you're not going to know anybody that is from your part of town. It's it's kind of crazy how small it is here and how, uh, how big of a city in high school that we went to. Because looking back, I mean, Colleyville Heritage High School was just – it was basically like a college uh, compared to the high schools that are that are here in New Orleans.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny, too. I think our high school was built in, like, 1998 or something. Yeah. Like, the oldest building in the area we come from is, like, probably a strip mall from the 70s. You know, there's <laughs> not uh, a lot of, like, uh, you know, culture there or anything like that, at least in, up there in the Burbs and all that. So, right. nice so, to have someone down here.
0: So, Christian graduated in two years ahead of me. I won't reveal your age, but he graduated two years ahead of me. Um, and then, so he played men's basketball for our, our men's basketball team. And then I played women's basketball. And in high school, I was uh, a bit of a tomboy. I would definitely say, I think I wore like bootcut jeans and sneakers every day um, and my hair in a bun every day. And so, uh, you know, I've grown a little bit since then. So thank, thank God I matured. But I, I remember Christian's little sister uh, because she was just smiling all the time. She was just the cutest little little nugget ever and she was just smiling all the time and I remember she played basketball so uh, I remember Christian and and your sister pretty well oh
1: that's nice of you to say I like that word nugget I yeah
0: think <laughs> See, she was a little nugget front, right? she had like her cute little curly hair she had her her kind of like look figured out so uh that's pretty much all I remember about you Christian and and you playing you played for uh coach Gober right what he was he was the coach there when you were there right
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. I had a a very good high school coach, and um, yeah, uh, a very a very old school high school coach. You know, he's kind of like a a Texas high school football legend. Yeah. Um, I think he played like safety or something, and yeah, it was. Uh, you know, there are two guys on my team who went on to military academies and both those guys told me that playing high school basketball, there was a pretty good introduction to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and Colleyville Heritage was a great introduction to playing college, college basketball because of the time commitment. I think Coach Sager and Coach Gober, my, my high school coach and your high school coach, took it both very, very seriously. You know, you have some high school programs who just kind of like slack off, but they took it very seriously. In fact, uh, w- when you work for the Pelicans, you also work for for the Saints, in most cases, and people will talk about Sean Payton and how one summer he was on a P90X program and he gained like a bunch of weight and was just like super yoked. And every time someone brings up P90X, I think of Coach Gober because I remember one year he just got super jacked and he was just doing P90X every single day.
1: Well, he made us good too. Like we would be in the season practicing for like three hours every afternoon, and like one or two days a week, we have to get up like six a.m. and go before school and do like a P90X, like yoga or ab workout or something. So it was uh, it was pretty intense. But Caroline was a lot better at basketball than me. I was just like a lowly backup or something like that. Caroline was a real player.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say that. We were we were both pretty good, but uh, it's funny you don't expect, when I moved here, I didn't expect to know anyone or run into anyone ever again from high school. And it's funny now that, uh, you know, on Saturday, my dad texted me that he met your mom. And it was just kind of one of those things that my dad tends to reach out to a million people and give out my contact information. I'm like, okay, please stop. But uh, I'm happy that you are coming to the Pelicans and uh, and coming to New Orleans. So uh, this is a good high school friend that is coming to the area. I'm glad it's not uh, one of the people who were Weird. <laughs> oh,
1: it was a little bit weird, but...
2: <laughs> that's okay. We're all a little bit weird, Christian. Um, so what I got out of that is there's no really good stories from that. that yeah, I'm no. a little disappointed, but that's okay because uh, we don't want to relive. I do I don't throw, <laughs> throw
1: Coach under the bus, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's perfectly okay. He's my guy. So I can't throw him under
2: the bus. <laughs> you just got here. You can't get in trouble on the on the first yeah, appearance right. on the Pelicans podcast. But um, Christian. You mentioned we talked about the drive from Denver, and you talked about the opportunity to take this job. So, if you can, just give me a little bit of a summary. Or give us a little bit of a summary of um, why this opportunity. What what made you say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the move to New Orleans"?
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I went to school to, to do sports writing. I went to the University of Missouri and, and got a journalism degree. Um, and you know, I, right at the end of school. Um, I think I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do. I wanted to, to report on the NBA. I mean, I always loved basketball. Um, kind of got hooked on those math teams growing up in the dallas Wars area. Um, you know, Don Nelson was like this mad scientist guy. And I, I think, like, if you're talking about positionless basketball, you really can, can trace a lot of that back to, like, those early 2000s math teams. And, and the way the game looks now, I think, has a lot to do with them. Um, so I got hooked on the NBA pretty early age. Um, I got up to Denver. That was my first full-time sports writing job. I um, started reporting on the Nuggets for a website called Denverite. Um, and the goal was always to do kind of NBA beat reporting. Um, I started working for another online only outlet there called uh, BSN Denver. And so I was around the Nuggets for, for three seasons as a credentialed media member. And those are three really fun seasons. So like when – when I first started, you know, going to Nuggets games reporting on the team in 2016-17, nobody was coming out. Like nobody's excited about Nuggets basketball and then Nicole Jokic kind of took over and, and it got really exciting real fast.
2: How similar is this situation compared to the Nuggets in the sense that I brought this comparison up when the Pelicans played the Nuggets, um, last Thursday night that you know, I think the the Nuggets are in year three or four of the you know continuity with a lot of these guys playing with each other. Jamal Murray's grown up a little bit. You've seen the emergence of Nikola Jokic. How, did you feel like when you took this position that you were maybe at the beginning of uh, this same venture with the New Orleans Pelicans?
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, that, <laughs> it's funny when I applied for this job, that's what I I wrote my cover letter on. There's there's a lot of similarities. You know, these are. I would say Denver's more of a medium-sized medium market. This is a, a small media market, but yeah, you know, these are teams that aren't, aren't playing in the huge media markets. It's going to be really hard for them to, to get marquee free agents. So they're going to have to build organically. Like they're going to have to draft really well and, and develop their own players and, and even, you know, hit on guys in the mid to later rounds. I mean, that's been the nuggets recipe for success. Jokic was the, the 41st overall pick um, and, you know, They've hit on guys like Javon at seven. You know, Jokic was Denver's big break. Like, it almost never happens where you get a franchise player in the second round, and obviously Zion was the Pelicans' big break. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I look at it. Um, and, you know, he's a clear-cut number one pick, but I think they had 6% odds of, uh, of landing there. Yep. So I think, I mean, everything the Pelicans did this summer, I think, were the right moves. I mean, I think David Griffin is – one of the better executives in basketball um i mean all all the moves on the margin seems pretty smart to me um seems like gail bimson is really willing to invest so i think there's a real a pathway to you know having success and making that sustainable here if they they continue to do the right things.
2: so you're meaning to tell me that you took this job knowing that you'd have to work with scott kushner because i want to (laughs) make sure i get that on the record (laughs)
1: Uh yeah yeah uh, I've been texting Scott a, a little bit. Um, one of the other beat writers, I won't say who, I think described him as 56 uh, year old and like a 35 year old man's body. That's very <laughs>
2: very accurate.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Um, yeah. Good deal. Um, before I let you go here, let's kind of talk about the Pelicans a little bit. I know it's not Pelicans have not gone off to a great start. Um, they had the promising win against the Nuggets, but lost both on this road trip with the Thunder and the Nets. Um, I know you were tweeting about the game the other night against Brooklyn, and I don't know how much you've watched them uh, since taking this job or how that lined up, but um, what, have, what have you kind of seen from this team with the slow start? Is there anything that you can point out as, in your opinion, or what you've noticed that why maybe they haven't gone off to the best start? We know injuries have played a factor, but maybe on the court, what's kind of, uh, been struggling for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the defense. Uh, they're, you know, second to last in the NBA in defensive efficiency right now. Only the Warriors are, are worse. I mean, they, they've pretty much been bad in, in every area. There, there are a lot a ton of shots at the rim, a ton of shots from three. You know, you you'd like to see them try to try to make guys live in the, the mid range zone a little bit more. Um, I know there are a lot of new pieces. I know, you know, they've dealt with a lot of injuries and that's tough, but. I mean, they've been competitive in, in you know, all the, one of the games so far. So, uh, you know, they're in it. And you like what you see on, on offense a lot, but they've just got to be, I mean, a little bit closer to, to average if they're going to be competitive and, and turn this thing around on the defensive end.
2: You mentioned the offensive end really not being a problem. And we can see that based on how many points they've been putting up per game. And I think a big reason for that is Brandon Ingram. And we knew the type of player that the Pelicans were getting in Brandon Ingram. Um, just based on some of the spurts he had last year. But I don't know if really anyone expected, maybe besides Brandon and some of the players and staff in our locker room, that he would pl- get off to such a great star. What have you noticed from Brandon in his new role here with the Pelicans?
1: Yeah, he's been freaking awesome. I mean, that was, that was so fun to watch what he did against Brooklyn the other night. Um, I mean, already uh, – going for 30 plus two times what i think he did that you know what for 30 only three times as the laker yeah. i'd have to look that up but uh i mean you know some of those mid-range shots uh, i think bill simmons said looked kd-ish uh the other night against brooklyn and i would agree i was getting some kevin durant vibes and you know i i think it's you shouldn't it's dangerous to compare you know ingram or put yeah. that expectation on him like compared him to an all-time great or right. anything but yeah, you know, he's a very tall guy. He's got a nice touch from mid-range, and, you know, he's taken and making threes like never before, and I think that's one of the keys really for him is that opens a lot of things up. I mean, we know he likes to drive the basketball and like you handle the ball really well for a guy his size, so if guys are forced to, to sit on his outside shot, which I think they have so far, then that's really going to open up some lanes for him.
2: Well, Christian, I know you have a lot to do, and since you just moved here, I'm sure there's a ton of things you have to get settled in, and I know you'll be at practice uh, today and tomorrow and leading up to Friday's game against the Raptors. So I wanted to let you go, but I also wanted to bring you on just for fans to get to know you a little bit. Um, how can folks follow you on Twitter for all of your insight and all your uh, article links? Yeah, so I'm on
1: Twitter at TClark3000. Um, you can follow me there, Um my work will appear in print at The Advocate and Times Take You. Um, I really appreciate you guys having me out. I'm I'm so excited to be in New Orleans. I think this is one of the greatest cities in America, and I'm excited to watch this uh, this era of Pelicans basketball. It's exciting times around here. Yeah,
2: we look forward to uh, reading your work. We appreciate it, Christian, and we'll talk to you at practice. All right, guys. Have a good one. You too. Good stuff there from Christian. What did I learn about today? Well, I learned that Caroline thinks I have an ugly. <laughs> shot in basketball which is very accurate but nice to hear it in person from someone <laughs> and also a little disappointed that there were no good juicy stories from caroline's days in high school from christian i know you all were in separate grades but i thought there maybe be like a first impression just like you you talked about having a impre- first impression of me i thought maybe there'd be like oh a first impression of Caroline. okay you want
0: an embarrassing story i'll tell you an embarrassing story and i'm not ashamed of this because i've told enough people to where i've gotten over it so uh first kiss in high school i'll tell that story what?
2: this was not part of the script
0: (laughs) all right it's really funny so uh it might not be you know appropriate but it's pretty funny so uh i start going out with this guy and he's like hey let's meet up at the movies and you know typical high school date you meet up at the movies so we get there early and we go into another theater where his friends are he makes me sit two rows behind him and he goes yes he goes and sits with his friends so I'm sitting two rows behind him. What a, what him. a prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a movie that we're not supposed to see yet. We were supposed to go see Avatar. So uh, anyway, that movie ends. So we go into our theater and we're watching the previews. And we're just hanging out and I'm super nervous and I've waited for this all day. And I haven't had my first kiss yet. So I'm like, oh my God, what if it happens tonight? And um, all of a sudden he turns to me and he goes, hey, my ride is here. Previews are still going on. And I was like. Uh okay. And he was like, but can I get a kiss before I go? So I gave him a kiss and that was my first kiss. And then he left me in the movie theater to watch Avatar for three. It's a long movie for three hours by myself. Wow. So that is your embarrassing <laughs> high school story. And it
2: wasn't Christian. <laughs> no, it wasn't <laughs> Christian.
0: It wasn't Christian. That would be really funny if it was, Uh, but no, it was not, it was not Christian. So that was my embarrassing high school story. I was super dorky, wasn't really like familiar with who I was yet. So I was a tomboy. Like I said, I wore bootcut jeans with sneakers and had my hair tied up in a bun literally every day because I didn't know what my hair looked like at this time. I didn't know it was like nice and curly. So I was a nerd and uh, Christian was pretty dorky too. So unfortunately we didn't run in the same circle, but uh, we both played basketball and that's all I got for you from high school uh, embarrassing stories. I'm sure I could come up with many more, but uh, well, we th- should
2: make this a regular <laughs> thing here on the Pelicans podcast. At least maybe once a week, or once a month, or yeah. every day, we can have another Carolina embarrassing story. I mean, I can I can share a few as well. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to go there today. <laughs> but I was very I had glasses in high school, so you can probably now picture, and I was short. I'm still in five foot nine. It's not like I'm, you know, six foot statuesque. or anything. I mean, a statuesque. I'm statuesque. Um, but you could tell I was just that kid that carried all his books and, you know, I was just ready to get shoved in the locker at any point. That was still a thing, but no one really did that in high school. Um, I kind of hung in between, you know, wasn't with the cool kids, right? you know, wasn't with, you know, the not so popular kids. I was kind of in the middle. Um, it worked. It was all right.
0: Whatever. Uh, Like I said, if, if anyone that was going to be coming here from, uh, my high school, I would, I would prefer it to be someone that didn't really know me that well.
2: (laughs) And look at us now, haters. Yep. (laughs) Big thanks to Christian Clark for coming on again on Friday's show. Um, Still trying to figure out what we're going to do. We may have a special guest coming on. I don't want to jinx it, so we'll wait to do that as we'll get ready for Pelicans and Raptors. Um, But then, of course, in these couple days, there's full coverage on Pelicans.com. Also on the radio tomorrow, Pelicans Weekly at 6 o'clock. Todd Graffinini will be your host, and we'll have all things Pelicans for you. I think, Caroline, you're going to talk some shoes with potentially Frank Jackson. Yeah, I hope
0: so. I uh, did some research and development this week. I went to sneaker politics, which is a pretty popular place, uh, I guess, in New Orleans. and. Got a couple pairs of shoes. Uh, I used to be really into shoes when my parents were buying them, but now that I have to buy things by myself, uh, I haven't really... That's kind of fallen by the wayside, but now I'm kind of slowly starting to get into it because you see more and more female reporters getting into like shoe game and stuff like that, so uh, I kind of went out of my comfort zone this weekend and and did that, or this week, and did that and uh, got some nice shoes that I like, so I want to talk to Frank Jackson about it because he really likes this specific store, so uh, hopefully do the shoe game justice we must
2: be paying you real nice here if you're going there and buying multiple pairs of shoes i got a discount
0: i got, I got a discount
2: wow okay i, I got the nice it.
0: smile discount
2: <laughs> like the anchorman i don't believe you i'm pointing at you right now all right that'll do it for us here no more embarrassing stories or high school stories to tell but we'll talk to you on friday the show is presented by SeatGeek. geek Of course, best of all, our listeners who are listening to this podcast will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use the code GOPELS, all one word, all capitalized at checkout. SeatGeek, score the best deals on tickets. Until Friday, for Caroline, I'm Daniel. Enjoy the day, everyone.